Welcome to the Unsophisticated Palate. A podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Each week, join us on our journey as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. And I'm Jen. Cheers. Cheers. All right, and welcome back for part two of our special live on-site episode. Enjoy. Let's talk about tasting rooms, because we're okay. in a tasting we room right now. We are in an amazing tasting room right now. I, yes. I wish you, I mean, you'll see pictures of it on our... And they set us up very nicely. They got this little dining room area. I've seen it rented out for weddings or bridal parties or other things. Um, and they were very kind enough to let us I borrow know. it on a very busy day. I know, I can't believe Thank it. you, Wright Station. I know, they're amazing. Um, but so, so I again, I'm like, got this wonderful young lady that I'm trying to take out and impress with all these go wine tasting experience. And I knew Jack did a wee squat. Right. <laughs> um, and so how do you, I'd actually start with this, for you, Jen, how yeah. do you decide what wineries you're going to visit or where to go? Because that's a really good I took question. Her to Napa, and there's like a million, right? Hundreds. So yes. you have a couple of options, right? So there's, do I go with the wineries I've heard of? Because because you know there are going to be some that you're like, oh, I've had this wine. Yeah. I Very just, recognizable names. Right. Go there. And sometimes you can have an amazing experience at those places. Personally, I tend to gravitate towards wineries that are lesser known. Um, I like the winery we're at right now is not one you would have necessarily ever seen in a grocery store. Actually, I don't even know oh. if you can get this wine in a grocery store. I don't, you should be able to. I don't know because, because it's so amazing, <laughs> but it's good, kind of but what yeah. makes it special is that you can get it at the winery. Yes. Um, so, you know, there's something to be said about these lesser known wineries that give you this smaller experience. So those are the ones that I tend to go towards. So I research them. I okay, research so yeah, the area. So that? I go on, honestly, I'll go to sites like TripAdvisor or Yelp, and I yeah. start researching wineries in this area. And I'll just, that's what I do. And then I look for ratings and I look and I will read articles about them. Like, okay, what kind of wines do they specialize in? Are they wines that I tend to like? Well, and that's important. Right. That's what my read is, is, you know, they will, you'll get that information on there because say you're not a big Pinot fan or Cab fan or pick, pick whatever it is, um, the winery may be highly rated, but if they're not wines you like. Exactly. So I start with that and then I find other wineries near there uh, because I try to find wineries that are close to each other because, you know, generally you're driving you know, or if you hire a driver, that's even better. Um, yes. You can do that. There are all sorts of services out there that will also drive your car for you. Oh. which is kind of cool. Yes. Um, so lots of different options. Definitely try not to drive if you're wine tasting because that's the safest way. But, yeah. you know, get, you know, find some wineries that are close to each other and maybe pick one that's actually kind of out of your realm just to try something that's different. So you'll find the wineries that specialize in wines you like, but maybe then find something that's a little bit different just to broaden your horizons. I always try to find the wineries that are different yeah. than um, the mainstream. Not to say that the mainstream is bad, because there are some amazing mainstream wineries out there. There are. And if you're just starting out, maybe that's the way to go, yeah. with the ones that you have heard of. But I say, you know, venture out. Try something different. You know. Definitely. Well, what I did, because I think I, I wasn't a big Yelp user at the time, I, or TripAdvisor, or any of those, and I do definitely use those now. Um, so I actually just asked some friends. I had some friends that who I knew wine tasted often. That is a great piece of advice. <laughs> yeah, and I just called them up and said, hey, what, what's a good winery to go to? Uh, this is the area we're going to be in. And they rattled off a few. And then I did some quick research to make sure that, you know, it looked good. And I did that. Another thing that I, I've done uh, and had some really good success with, um, I mean, you, it's good to plan ahead and know which wineries you're going to hit. Um, 
but you ask at the winery. So just say, hey, what's what's another good winery in the area? I do that too. Yeah, that's. Always good. Yeah. Always good advice. Well, and what's awesome too is they'll not only maybe tell you, oh, this is a good one, but they'll often give you a card or something and say, hey, go ask for so and so and they'll get you a free tasting or they'll hook you up or they'll do this or that. And that's actually a good way to ask for restaurants nearby, near the wineries too. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. Because so, you generally want to buy tea after you've been wine tasting. Yes. And then the other kind of quick thing, um, and this actually, um, uh, Dan, uh, the owner winemaker here, uh, Dan Lochtef, um, he actually recommended also to always be open, keep an open mind, um, because your your tastes are going to change over time. Like his example was, um, you know, he liked mushrooms when he was younger. Now his no, palate he didn't is, like mushrooms. Oh, he, when he didn't. Was younger. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I I should have listened closer. He didn't like them when he was younger, and now he well he likes them, but he likes expensive. He likes expensive ones, <laughs> <laughs> which makes sense. But you know what? It, our palates are going to change. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, there was a lot of things I didn't like, and now I, I, I enjoy them. So if you tried something a few years ago, you know, or again, just because I will always, I'm not a big white wine drinker. I do, I've come to enjoy it more and more over time, but I'm still not a big white wine drinker, yeah. but I will, I, and I used to start just passing and just say, give me all the, the only reds only. But now I found like, I kind of like to go that blend. So every now and then I find one that I really like. I was just at um, a winery in Healdsburg a couple weeks ago, or a few weeks ago, and I'm not a huge Sauvignon Blanc fan. They poured me a Sauvignon Blanc that was so delicious. And normally I would actually probably pass on a Sauvignon Blanc. I would say, oh, I'll just skip to the Chardonnay because, you know, we talked about order, Sauvignon yes. Blanc would come first. And they... Or the Sauvignon Blanc, and I was like, this is friggin' delicious. I could it blew my mind. And it, you know, uh, can I talk for a second about how cool Dan the winemaker is first? Please. I just for a moment. So the owner winemaker here at Wright Station came in to greet us, and he's a guy, I mean, obviously makes phenomenal wine, came in, chatted with us, but he's also here at the winery behind the bar pouring wine for everybody pretty much every weekend. And he's out there chatting with all these people, Super involved. cool guy. Like, honestly, just I, it's one of the great things about a small winery, too. You actually get to meet the winemaker. Yes. And he is passionate about what he does and wants to talk about it. So just throwing that out there. Definitely. I just think it's so awesome. Well, and, and I think the other thing, too, is, is on the lines of what you were just talking about. And the last kind of thing to think about in, in wine tasting is um, I used to always be stuck. You had to go to Napa or Sonoma or um, uh, uh, in the Valley. Why am I blanking? Um, in the California Valley, Valley south of here. Uh, Paso? Paso, Paso de Robles, thank you. Um, great wine tasting down there. Uh, up in Washington, I mean, you know, Haskell Willamette or, you know, I think you get these different wine regions or Appalachians and, and I always felt like, oh, you have to go there. I lived here for a long time. Actually, you introduced me to Wright Station. Um, and uh, it, it, it was like, I had no idea there was these wineries so close and, and so good. So. You don't have to always think, well, if I'm going to go wine tasting, I have to go here or there. Look where you are, look local in the area, and try to find some of these. And I think you'll find some great pearls, such as this one. Right. So, and this actually came from uh, Carol Martin, who's the GM here. Um, and she actually said, call ahead. Um, so if you're bringing a group of six or more, uh, call ahead. Um, because they're going to be able to be able to set aside some space for you or make sure that you get there. Because there's nothing like walking in with a big group and they're kind of busy. And then, you know, you're, you're not really able to enjoy the experience like you would if, if you kind of called ahead. Um, so thank, they, thank them for that. And then 
I did read some there's good stuff to keep in mind to head out earlier, especially on weekends, yada, yada, yada. But now I read this. Jen, I want to know your thoughts on this. Yes, please. Because these, well, one of these is an issue for me, but two of them are not. So the issue, one that might be an issue for me, it was recommended you wear darker colors just in case you spill upon yourself. Okay, well, I am a big spiller myself. Um, I'm, and I also tend to wear black. However, I never think about that when I go wine tasting. I'm just kind of a, you know, whatever happens, happens person. <laughs> um, I mean, that's a good idea, but you know, whatever. Okay. I say wear, wear what makes you feel good. But, okay, and then the other two, which are, I, I'm yet to experience, and I don't expect to experience anytime soon, is it's recommended not to wear high heels. Oh, that is a for sure. Okay. At least for someone like me. Okay, I actually, I'm actually been told by my friends that I am not allowed to wear heels. Actually, <laughs> I have a, Jen has a no heels in Healdsburg rule. Ooh, that, that, is like actually, that. <laughs> that actually was put in place by um, the girls uh, because I may have taken a spill. It was actually before we even wine tasted. Um, no. I just, I'm a klutz, so... Well, and that's what I say, there's grass, Maybe in general there's... I shouldn't be wearing heels, but there was a, there was a no heels for, in Healdsburg for Jen. Um, so, Well, and know. it could be you get tipsy, but also, again, there's it's grass, true. there's all different th things you may be walking across. Is that's what I've read. I mean, that's probably why. I, I'm mostly focusing on myself now, but yes, it's probably a good idea. However, heels are so cute. So are wedges. Go for wedges, maybe. Okay. Wedges are a better idea. Wedges, actually, and they could eliminate some of the issues. And then the last one was lipstick, keep it kind of lighter. And that's partly, I think, to be nice to the people who have to wash the glasses or something. But yeah, I say whatever. Okay. Forget the lipstick rule. Basically, I'm poo-pooing every single one of these rules. And that's fine. <laughs> that's totally fine because I don't need to worry yeah. about it. Um, okay, and then, so you arrive in the tasting room, and this is, again, what I didn't know, and I think the other thing to keep in mind is it's okay to not know, because they're used to this, right? And they will guide you through the experience, so yeah. just saddle up to the bar, and just say, hey, what are you tasting today? Or, or even just say, hey, I, I don't taste very often, or I've never tasted, or whatever, What? and they will fill you in. Um, the tasting room hosts, I've learned, is the general term for them, hosts. Um, they are that that host is the perfect work because they do a great job of you know welcoming you in and walking you through the process. Absolutely. So, nothing to add there. Oh well, no, I mean they they do take you through the process, and that's some some of the my favorite wineries I have gravitated towards simply because of the host. Well, not simply because some of it is. I mean, it's a combination of the wine and the host. Actually, one of the wineries I became a member of. Was because of the people who worked there. Solely because of that, and well, and the wine. The wine well, was the wine. phenomenal, but the people who worked there drew me in. Yeah, yeah. And and, and they and ask them questions because yeah. I would do. I'd be like, "What does this mean? What does that mean?" If you read something on the tasting notes and you're like, "Explain this to me," or "How does this work?" Uh, again, they will do that. That's what they're there for. That's their right. expertise, and and they're happy to share it with you. Um, so a little bit of etiquette, uh, and we're getting close to the end here. Yeah, I know. Well, I was actually wondering if I. This is a good time for me to talk about extra special friends that you can bring to the tasting room with you. Actually, that's perfect. Let's go. So, you know, I've been tasting for a long time, and I have a special four-legged little fur baby that... Baxter. You know, his name is Baxter. And he, um, you know, wasn't allowed... You know, I just never had taken him wine tasting with me before. I didn't know that it was allowed. And then one day, I was going to Healdsburg, and I decided to call ahead and see if he would, I mean, he was, I can't remember if it was Healdsburg or Calistoga the first time he went Were you wearing tasting. heels? Probably not. I think it was already, I think the rule was already in place. <laughs> but, you know, I, 
came to find out that he was allowed to go to the tasting room. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if this is just for this winery. So then, the next time I went wine tasting, I called that wine that winery. And he was allowed to go to that winery. I was blown away. It turns out most wineries will allow you to bring your dog. So, Baxter got all sorts of new wine tasting outfits. He had bow ties. He had little plaid shirts. He was the most kitted out dog for these wine tasting I adventures. I do not he, endorse the outfits, by the way. He looks adorable every time he goes wine tasting. He is a hit. He is great at wineries. And a lot of times these wineries have, they bring you out a dog bowl. They bring out little dog snacks. I mean, it yes. is, they are dog friendly. Not every single one, but most of these wineries are so happy to have your four-legged friends in there. They are, and actually, some of them even sell dog clothes. Oh. Yeah. Baxter does have a shirt from one particular winery, and he wears it every time he goes. Nice. Yeah. So just so you but know, but you do want to call ahead and make you sure have it's to call okay. ahead because not every winery does allow. Not every winery allows dogs. So sometimes I plan my trips about around which wine. Like I plan my wine tasting trips around which ones will allow Baxter to go. That makes sense. You know, and there's occasionally two-legged little young kids and same thing. Call yep. ahead, make sure they're welcome. Not all wineries allow children. Yeah, but the ones that do, the kids. Right. I mean, like here this today, one, there are children everywhere. Everywhere, actually, playing. they are running around. It is pretty adorable. Actually, this one has kids and dogs. <laughs> yes, it does. I guess <laughs> all the things. Um, and again, for kids, a lot of times they'll have juice or, or something else so they can taste as well, which I always thought was adorable. kind of cool. Yeah, kind of cool and fun. You know, raise them up, to, raise them up to drink wine from the right. from the early days. Um, so, so there's definitely that. Um, the uh, something to keep in mind is it's generally poor form or at etiquette to ask for special tastings. Like, so, oh, I want to taste this, I want to do that. Do you have anything special? You know, kind of push them, especially if they're busy. Yeah. Um, you know but, what I, oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. No, 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 you go. Oh, you go, Jen. Oh, but I do ask them to revisit. You can revisit. So I, a revisit is when you ask to taste again. Like, I really like that Chardonnay. I, can I revisit it? Because sometimes, you know, you want to revisit it to perhaps buy a bottle. Yeah. You know, I'm um, to decide what sometimes they're a little weird about it, but generally I would say 95% of the time they're great about it. Yep. I've done that. And then the other thing too is, is a lot of times, honestly, just by being friendly and kind and respectful and all the things you should be to everybody every day anyway. Um, and especially if you indicate and, you know, or plan to buy wine and that's pretty clear, they'll offer that the extra a special taste. And I've had that several times. I'll be like, Hey, guess what? I want you to try a little, this, a little bit of that. And you know, don't be friendly to get that. That's not the right way to approach it. But a lot of times if you are just. Just cool. Yeah, just be cool. Just be cool. <laughs> and then guess what? Good things happen when you're good people. Um, and that, and that, that said too, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of either free tastings, but I'm okay if they need to charge for that because that's a lot of wine. Oh, I, it pour. is so rare that I, I haven't had a free tasting in a Actually, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, actually, I had a free tasting recently, but that is a rarity. It is. You, but what bothers me, or what I like and dislike, let me put it that way, what I like is when I buy a bottle, they will waive the tasting fee. That's kind of what, by the wayside, too. What I dislike <laughs> is when that goes by the wayside, <laughs> and I have paid 10, 20, 30 bucks for a tasting, or, and uh -huh. I want to buy buy one, two, three, whatever bottles of their wine, and they're going to still charge yeah, me. Yeah, they say, oh, you have to buy six bottles to have the tasty if you wave. Yeah, and I'll tell you straight up, uh, I will waive my option to buy a bottle unless I really, 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 really want to. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, so 
Um, but it is out there, and that's something to keep in mind. That's also something by doing your research ahead of time, you're going to know. Because there are some some wineries that have a $50 tasting or something like that. And that's a bit of a shock if you go just, oh, I'm going to go in and, and have a tasting. Yeah, research that too. I always research the price of the tasting. Yes. Always. And then it's also good etiquette these days, which I have actually just learned in the last year or so. So I apologize to all of the hosts that took care of me before. But it is, if it is earned, deserved, whatever, a tip is actually generally welcomed and appreciated. Um, now, I believe, depends on the winery, they are also getting compensated if you buy wine. I'm sure they get some kind of a, a big like package by the wine. Okay, commission wow. is a better word. Um, I didn't know that. I, 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 I'm not 100% on that. That has been my, I, I know it's true in a couple wineries, and I assume that it's probably true in others because it makes sense. Um, but again, they're never going to push wine on you. Um, but again, even then, they've spent some time with you. If they've done a good job, if you've asked a bunch of questions and they filled in and they've been you know, just really awesome and amazing, tip them. Now, how much? I couldn't get any really good guidelines on how much. So I don't know, five, 10, 20 bucks, whatever you think they yeah. earn. Um, throw that out there. What I do want to talk about a little bit here uh, is uh, why does it taste different when you get it home? So I buy this bottle, I brought it home, and it does not taste the same as it does. Why doesn't it taste the same? It does not taste the same. There's a few reasons. Um, time and storage is going to affect flavor. Right. So if you buy it and then you let it sit for a year, two years, five years, that's going to affect the flavor. What you eat it with is going to change the True. flavor. So you, you're not really, like you said, a lot of places might have a little cheese or a little chocolate or, or you know, crackers or something. Oh my gosh, something. I went to this one tasting that... Recently, actually, it was a free one. It's the only free one I've been to recently, and surprisingly, they paired every single taste with a food. It was free, and, and yeah. okay, because I had uh, a winery that I like uh, up in the Hopland uh, uh, area, yeah. and they they do that too. They will pair everything, but it's not free. no. They and actually, the vessel was cheese, so they did cheese and something on top of the cheese. Oh, I know it was the craziest thing, but it was every single taste was paired with a food. So I can see where then if you bought it home and you didn't have it paired with that exact thing, it may taste a little different. Nice. Yeah. Okay. The other thing is temperature. Uh, the winery is going to store it at the ideal perfect temperature and serve it at that. And if you and now it's warmer, colder, whatever, that's going to affect the flavor. So something to keep in mind. Um, there is bottle shock. Oh, right. And that's it. Yeah, there's a whole movie on that. Yes. <laughs> it's actually a great movie. Uh, but if you shake it, um, if it, you ship it, um, I don't know, it's sitting in the car bouncing around, any of those kinds of things, that will affect the flavor. Now, it, it with often, if you let it sit for about three months or more, that will settle out, um, but it may or may not. So if you're buying them, try to, you know, don't let them sit in a hot car, don't bang them around or whatever, if you can avoid it. And last but not least is... And, and we've talked about this, pair your wines with your moods, but your moods are going to affect your experience. Absolutely. And usually your wine tasting, you're happy. Yeah. You're having a good day. Life is good. And you may be a few wineries in, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> everything's tasting really, really good. That definitely happens. And then, uh, and then you're home, your mood's more mellow, you're not quite as... Oh, yeah. What if you're in just a bad mood, like, I'm in the worst mood, I'm going to... Yeah, because it tastes so good, it's going to make me feel better. Exactly. And it's not. And then it's not. It's not the cure. So mood will do that. So there's a lot in there, but before we part, is it, 
Is there, are there some level up tips, Jen, for the more intermediate experienced people or even just the beginners that want to? The only real tip I have is, you know, I tend to look for when I go wine tasting, if I'm truly falling in love with the place is the wine club. Yes. Because, you know, you'll be presented when, you know, well, actually, when you look at the tasting menu, sometimes you'll see in the center, there'll be this beautiful tasting, one one glass of wine that says for wine club members only, mm -hmm. or like this elite glass. And you're like, wow, but what is that? And that is something that's reserved for their members only. So wine clubs can be a really fun way to be a part of a winery's experience. Now, not all wine clubs are created equally. Yeah. Um, different wine clubs can offer different things. If you truly love a wine, um, you can, and, and the winery experience, becoming a wine club member when you're at the winery can be a really fun way to be involved. Some wineries um, have event, many wineries have events involved with their wine clubs. So then you can not just be get, because you get a discount on the wine when you're part of the club, but so you don't just get the discount, but if you live close enough, you can go to their events. Oh, they have and, like a wine pickup. They have so. wine pickup parties. Some of them have holiday parties. Some of, you know, there's so many AC different, pairing. I went to, I was a member of one winery for a while that did, uh, hosted, actually it was super cool. They did um, picnics. So you, they would actually send you an email and say, you know, Pick menu off, you, you know, set up a time where you and your friends, you can bring um, two friends each, um, and because there were a couple of us that were members, and pick uh, food off the menu, and you, they ordered our lunch for us, and then had a full tasting for us out on their lawn, and set up a picnic just for us and our friends. That's awesome. I mean, that was just a perk of being, and then they, oh, they also had a private cave tasting for us just set up as a member perk. So there are different wine benefits of being a wine member. You know, once you've kind of gotten your bearings doing wine tastings and found some places that you really like. So yeah. that's kind of a fun. And, and if you don't want, even if you don't want to be a member, sign in and get on their email list yeah. because you know, there are definitely a mini wineries exclusive well, member only. You can also go to their events as a non-wine club member sometimes and see if you like the event, see if you like the, like the people, you yeah. know, are these my people? And then if they are, join the club. Get on the email list yeah. and you can be enjoying Bill's oysters and live music. Exactly, and <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you talked about some of the other ones I think that are really good. Um, like, you know, there are cave tours. Oh, and yeah, tastings. absolutely. You usually got to call ahead, sometimes be a member, but um, they'll take you and tour that. And I, if we can tour those wine caves. Those They're are, super cool. Oh, I love them. Cave tastings, yeah, cave tastings are awesome. Very different. There. And then um, they have barrel tastings where you can taste right out of the barrel. Um, and, and so these are just some fun things that, that not a lot of people know about. And then Carol also mentioned, depending, I mean, as you're going throughout the day, um, there can be, you know, if you want quality tastings, you're really there to enjoy the tasting and experience the wine. You probably want to limit it to two to three per day. Exactly. You don't want to hit four or five. No. Um, because just those two or three, you're at three to five glasses in. Um, so you're, again, maybe feeling good. It's just a long day and a lot to do. Now, if you have a limited time or you're just uh, out to taste as much wine as you can, go for it. But in general, try to limit it. I completely agree with exactly what Carol said. Yes. And my last little tip here, um, and I do this all the time, is it's okay to split a taste. I've done that so many times. And that is a great suggestion. Yeah. I, but I'm really glad you mentioned that because I... 
I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. That is a great suggestion. You can, two people can go up and taste the same menu. I actually do that a lot of times when it's a really expensive tasting. Yeah. You or, know, because if it's a $50 yeah. tasting, I don't really want to spend $50. And, you know, chances are it's great wine, but you know what? A, one, a couple sips, perfect. Yeah. And a lot of times, though, too, if, if uh, you can do that, or what I'll do, uh, if, you know, if the other person I'm with is game, is they will taste one menu, I will taste the other, and then we'll share tasting We've so we can that. taste even more Yeah, wine. that's fun too. Yeah. I like that. And they're not going to judge. I've yet never, ever had a host say, never. oh, you're split or look down on you or anything. I mean, they are there to be happy and make you happy. Exactly. Oh my gosh, we have said so much today. And, and we, we went are long. Going, we Apologies, are, we did go long, but it's but fun. And it's there's okay. a lot in here. And, you know, we are going to summarize all this on the unsophisticatedpalette.com. And please contact us. I'm sure if you may have questions, you may have other comments. And if you have any other tips, please, please feel free to share them on the site. Definitely. And uh, subscribe to our podcast. I'm sure you have already. Yeah, I'm sure you have. And rate us if you haven't done that, please. It's a good thing. It makes a. Uh, Good things for us and everybody else. And until next time, drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.